0: Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today we have episode 53, and we want to start off episode 53 by highlighting Crystal from the Canadian Skateer. we interviewed her back in episode 20, and recently she just put out a blog post that we wish we had when we were going to Disneyland on the best quick service food. And it's a great take on what they offer and where to find different treats, um, and she even includes prices. So if you are an ultimate planner like Brendan is, those are all great tips and things to know. So, Brendan, I'm going to turn it over to you, and you can introduce our guests for today's episode.
1: Yeah, so today's episode is really exciting. Three hilarious, really fun guys to chat with. We have Jonathan, Joshua, and Ryan from the Magnetic Flux Co. You can find all of their individual Instagram handles in our show notes as well if you want to connect with those guys. A couple things to mention before we start. These guys are so cool because... This is the second time we recorded this episode with them.
0: They were troopers. We had some technical difficulties, and anyone, really, who works with technology can probably feel our pain when we say we recorded the whole episode the first time. Literally, probably within the last three minutes of us recording, we're about to finish up, the whole thing just shut down. Mm -hmm. when. We don't even know where. It's probably floating around somewhere on some cloud in the internet. But we lost it. And they were so kind to do it again um, and give us some more of their time. So we are so grateful for that.
1: Yes, absolutely. But going along with that, because we had to record it again, we used a different platform. And as you can imagine, one thing led to another. The quality for this episode is going to be a little bit different you're going to hear some background noises, some scratching, some typing, things like that. So I just apologize for that and hope that you guys can bear with us because it really is great content that we're able to, to have with these guys.
0: Yeah, and I think because we got to spend so much time with them, we really got to know each other and we had a lot of fun. And, you know, we really loved this episode and we love getting to know these three guys.
1: Yeah. So before we turn it over to the guys... The most important announcement we're going to make today. Stop what you're doing. If you're listening to this on Thursday, January 24th, (laughs) go tell Ryan happy birthday.
0: Happy birthday.
1: At honorary underscore android. Spam him to death. Blast him. Tell him happy birthday. Yeah. It's amazing that it worked out this way that we're dropping it on Ryan's birthday, but we're so happy that it did.
0: So... Um, Guys, we'll turn it over to you, and you can tell us a little bit more about Magnetic Flux Co. and what you guys have been up to.
2: So, uh, I've been going to Disney uh, for pretty much my entire life. When I was two years old, I went to Disneyland for the first time. Don't remember a thing, but I have pictures to prove I was there. Um, Had annual passes on and off my whole life. And uh, when I was in high school was when I started really getting into the history of the parks and... You know, how they were created, why they were created, learning about the people that built it, the artistry that went into it. And that kind of made it even more uh, important in my life that I, you know, grew up with this and now I know how it came to be. And uh, flash forward to uh, when Instagram came out and I started connecting with other Disney fans from around the world and eventually, uh, started creating my own content using the,
3: uh, the characters. Do you want to, do you want to throw in how you and Josh met and then I'll go into the rest? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, it was in, (laughs) it was in uh, August, 2013. I, uh, it was, uh, Back then, what was really big in the Disney community on Instagram was photo challenges. There was uh, several people that used to do uh, a month-long challenge where they would give you prompts every month for every day. And I decided I wanted to do my own, but I wanted to put my own spin on it. So I uh, challenged everybody to create something... Uh, that uh, went along with the prompts and it was the, the Disney doodle a day challenge. And uh, that's how I met Josh. I met a few other people in the, in the community through that. We've been, you know, friends for five years now, just thanks to a simple little drawing challenge I did that I might add, I didn't complete.
4: <laughs> and technically it was my wife, Tiffany, who um, introduced me to Ryan's Doodle the Day. So, we have Tiff to thank for that. Well,
2: you know, there's always the women behind the men.
4: Absolutely. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, uh, hello everyone. My name is uh, Jonathan. Uh, I didn't really grow up with uh, too much uh, Disney stuff. Supposedly, my mom says that she took me when I was younger and I cried about a cupcake, so she never took me back. Uh, <laughs> but I don't really remember that. She should have given uh, you a baguette. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so for now fast forward to uh, 2009. I was coming back from a uh, military deployment. And uh, my wife, uh, who was girlfriend at the time, uh, who has been to Disney a whole bunch of times, uh, was adamant that we go to Disney uh, as they had uh, some great deals going at the, at the time. Uh, so we ended up staying at the Polynesian and uh pretty much i've been going every year sometimes more than once a year uh ever since uh so to continue on to onto ryan's of of how we all met story uh probably very close to 2013 i guess 14 when he met when he met josh uh i was uh right in the uh, the back lot tour when it was still open rest in peace <laughs> uh I was just, uh, I was getting on to the part where it was driving through the outside, uh, and then we happen to, you know, it goes through, gets off, uh, the exit of the ride, and then um, just uh, going through some Instagram uh, tags for the Backlot Tour, and I see that uh, somebody posted a picture of themselves with their, with their tongue sticking out, doing, a, I'm pretty sure, a thumbs up, and uh, what looked like to be my head in the, in the background of the photo. So I end up uh, messaging uh, this guy. It turns out his name is Brett. He, uh, he lives in the, the U.K. Um, and pretty much since then, we've been uh, great friends. We've traveled to California together. We've traveled down to Disney together. Uh, so now through uh, uh, Ryan uh, commenting on his pictures and me commenting on Ryan's pictures uh we kind of uh, became friends and then the same we've hung out tons of times and then through ryan i've met josh um and then uh eventually we were, were walking around epcot one day and we're like hey you know what why don't we uh, make some magnets and then magnetic flux co was born <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll pass it off to uh, to Josh now and let him uh, explain a little bit more of the uh, magnetic flux coil uh, background.
4: Cool. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm one of the designers, and apparently, I don't know how to count, but um, you know that's why we leave the math to John. Um, as far as Disney, I, I'm a I'm a local boy. I live in Davenport, which is about 20 minutes from. WDW, and um, I grew up in Winter Haven, which is about a half hour from there. And um, so, as far as I can remember, I've I've been doing the Disney thing, and uh, it's I, I can only really recall one time in my life, which was somewhere during college or in between college and real life, that I didn't have a path. So I, I've definitely been a uh, one of the local path holes, as they call us. Uh, since I was a kid. My earliest memory of Disney is, of course, in the rain at Magic Kingdom. I remember it was a torrential downpour, which happens quite often. We were uh, over by a carousel of progress. And I remember... um, like you know all these uh you know the familiar scene of all the people running and screaming and you know the yellow ponchos and all this and, and i just remember i was having to leave my stroller behind because it was we were just flooded uh, i remember kind of was it a family stroller
2: back. or the disney stroller
4: <laughs> uh no it was it was a family stroller yeah uh, as, as far as i can remember and from what what the parents have told me yeah it was ours so we just left it behind because it was so insanely crazy. But I, I I remember it. I remember all the rain. I don't know, that was my earliest Disney memory. And then uh, you know, years and years later comes the social media game and the Instagram and the Ryan and the and the John and and so so this uh this magnetic flux co uh came into
0: into being. I love that you guys just kind of met on Instagram just, you know, randomly and then, you know, it turned into this friendship. So then after, you know, you talked about how you were just kind of walking around the parks and you, you know, decided you wanted to make magnets, you know, what I guess kind of brought you to that Place Like, what brought you to that decision that you wanted to do that?
3: I would say when, when we knew Magnetic Fluxco was going to happen, it, w- it was right after we went to the French Pavilion and we each got a baguette. <laughs> I would say right then and there, I think we knew it was, it was, it was good to go. And the Baguette Boys were born. The Baguette Boys baguette were born, boys 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 born, were born yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Has, since all three of you are contributing your own designs, putting things out there, has design kind of always been something that you guys have been interested in? Has it you know just a hobby that you enjoy doing and and being able to put those in magnet form is just a new medium to be able to do that? So
2: I started doing uh, designs basically for myself. I was always interested in art. I um, when I was a kid, my family used to say, "Oh, you really love Disney. you should be an animator." and the the thought of just constantly drawing the same, character over and over and over again never appealed to me uh so then when i started um i started doing stuff for myself but uh josh here has been making t-shirts uh for a while like on like the daily t-shirt a day site kind of thing and i would tell him hey josh you should do this and after a while i was like i can do that why don't i do it and uh that was around three years ago and i i love doing it i draw something almost every day now I, I really feel like uh this whole community really uh encouraged me to be more creative than i had been in years
3: past it's your turn now john <laughs> thank you thank you
5: uh i would say
3: my my uh, my, my story is kind of very similar to ryan's i mean i've always kind of I mean, not uh, not like uh, hand drawing, but I've always I've always been into uh, computer art, and, and I've had the first version of Photoshop since it came out, and up until you know we got the the new one now. Uh, so I'm good at uh, more more editing stuff, and uh, you know, uh, editing images and, and clip art and, and those type of things. Um, I've kind of found uh, my niche in uh, Orange Bird designs and uh, anything that involves any type of baguettes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to branch out into into some other things and uh, you know working with uh, Ryan and Josh who who both come out with such uh, such amazing things. I mean, it's it's definitely encouraged me to uh, to, to 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 do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like bagels or croissants? <laughs> uh, maybe some croissant. I mean, yeah, bagels too. Why not? <laughs> uh, and I'll pa- I'll pass it off to Josh now. <laughs> uh,
4: I mean, I've I've been interested in in art since I could pick up a pencil. I mean, it's just something that that's been in my blood, I guess, um, since I was little. But um, I'm a a, a visual arts teacher at a um, local performing arts high school um, here in Lakeland, Florida, which actually I'm an alumni of, so I was the first uh, alum to come back and teach, which is kind of cool. They still haven't named a building after me yet, but we'll get to that point sometime. So shout out to Harrison Arts, uh, you know, because they're all listening, I'm sure. Uh <laughs> I'll tell them too. <laughs> um, but yeah the um you yeah. know I went to art school and um I was actually a photography major and um and then ended up uh getting a degree in photography and then in filmmaking and uh but I never lost my my love for traditional art and of course throughout that time in the, you know early 2000s when the digital age was really becoming the digital age uh, we all know and love. Um, you know, I discovered, you know, Photoshop and, and Illustrator and the joy of Adobe and working digitally. Um, so I kind of slowly transitioned from from that traditional art to the digital art. And um, like Ryan said, I I, uh, I had a lot of work out there in those t a day sites and um, places like T Public. When T Public opened, I was on there. And we've all been there since. It's a great, um, a great outlet for for creative designers who just want to express their love for all things geeky and especially Disney fans. Um, so yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So then, you know, you kind of already mentioned that you do a lot of Orange Bird. Um, so, like, in addition to Orange Bird, where do you draw your inspiration from?
3: um i kind of just whatever i see if i'm watching tv and there's a show on and there's a like a quote or something that just kind of sticks out to me uh i'll always write it down i always keep a little uh like i call it like an art notebook i guess you could say uh always always by me where i can just write it down and then uh, i'll usually that night i'll go down and i'll just kind of Think about it a little bit more, and then I'll start doing something in, in Photoshop, and then, uh, and then eventually. I mean, sometimes things don't pan out. I mean, I probably have more designs that just end up in the, uh, in the what we like to call the, what, what was it called, Ryan, the folder of misfit designs. Misfit, folder of misfit yeah, designs.
1: Misfit designs yeah. We
3: pretty much just fill that with everything that just it just doesn't make the cut to make it into a magnet or make it onto the the T-shirt website. <laughs>
1: So Ryan, I feel like we got kind of a glimpse into your creative process a couple days ago. I saw on your Instagram that you posted this album cover and kind of and shared that you know you you would like to do a design that's inspired by that. And then you know a couple hours later, you upload it and you say, "Well, this is my first iteration of what that looks like." Is that kind of an everyday process that you go through of, of putting out new designs?
2: Uh, yeah, it, it basically usually works around a lot like that. Um, especially when I think of like. I do a lot of like album cover mashups with like punk bands or metal bands or whatever. Um, but usually when I'm at work, I'll be thinking of something I want to do, and I'll have it fully formed in my head. And when I get home, I'll sit down and try to try to make it happen. Some things kind of don't work out, so I'll you know put them aside. Um, but yeah, I do. Uh, I usually uh, have a kind of a picture in my mind of what I want. And whenever I do get, like, a block and I haven't made a design in a, in a while, I'll go to the park, and I usually get some cool inspiration. Like, I have a, a t-shirt that says, uh, Scare, like the, the D.A.R.E. program t-shirts. It says Scare to, uh... Because we care about Monstropolis, and I was at Magic Kingdom one day and saw a guy wearing a Dare shirt, and I'm like, "How do I turn that
1: into Disney?" <laughs> That's awesome, Josh. What does that kind of inspiration to paper process look like for you?
4: Um, for me, I <laughs> puns are a big deal. <laughs> I love I love wordplay, and uh, so a lot of my titles, especially titles and many times kind of play into you know the puns and the, and the plays on words, like I have a, um, like a Pittsburgh Penguins logo mashup, but it's a Porg and I just called it Pittsburgh. Um, you know, stupid stuff like that. And, um, as far as the designs themselves, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a, I I teach graphic design. I teach, um, visual art and design, um, at a high school level. And we have, so I, kind of sometimes get to use my, design aesthetic to teach them which is kind of cool and I I find a lot of inspiration from just uh, vintage um, vintage design and you know classic design um, like old posters old movie posters and um, uh, logos and typography and logo design Um, I love old dive t-shirts like dive bar t-shirts I have several actually my very first the very first design I ever did, um, for a t-shirt a day website was the, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark one, the Raven Tavern, which I based off of just, you know, old, um, dive bar t-shirts to just have the name of the, the bar and where it was and the, you know, when it was established. So that's, that's kind of where I come from, but you know, the, definitely the parks, um, Bring big inspiration um, for for all of us. Um, you know, if we're feeling kind of um, low on on design gas, you know, a trip trip over to the parks is is one one thing that'll really get us going again.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome, John. I want to circle back to you. So you talked a little bit about your Disney history. Orange Bird is kind of forgotten by a lot of casual Disney fans what kind of attracts you to that character and wanting to you know put out so many different iterations of, of different costumes and, and ways that you can present him
3: uh, I, I originally uh, started with the uh, the orange bird stuff um, when I first saw Ryan uh, he posted a, a violet lemonade uh, bird and then kind of since then, I just uh, just kept going with, uh, with tons of variety. But uh, I like to focus on the, the characters that you kind of don't really see around the park as much. Um, and that, that's really definitely one of them. I mean, you have like the sunshine tree terrace that, that's kind of there. And, and they have that little orange bird in, in that one spot on the sign. Um, but you kind of really don't really uh, see them too many places. Mm-hmm. So I want to try to get them out there as much as I can.
4: So then... Kind of a Florida deep cut. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah,
3: for real. Like,
4: because oh, it, be, it
2: used to be. It used to be you would big, see big, Orange yeah. Bird at all the, like the roadside Florida citrus stands <laughs> back like in the early '80s. Like you would, you know, pull out pull out for gas when you're going to the park, and there'd be Orange Bird on a sign while your while your parents are pumping the gas. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure over here in um, in Haines City, they have. Uh, well it's not there anymore they recently demolished it it was called the Orange Ring which was a just a, a citrus like tourist trap and I remember as a kid we would we would go there and I would get one of those little plastic uh orange bird heads with a green plastic straw and it was like I don't know it was just a, a thing and I, I never at that age I don't think I realized he had anything to do with Disney mm-hmm. but so
5: yeah was
2: I
1: was cool gonna to say the that. same thing
4: it's cool to see that resurgence a few years ago, when when all of a sudden he's everywhere.
1: Yeah, we saw him on some merchandise in Disneyland, which I thought was a little strange. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad that that the Disney company and especially the merchandise division are are accepting him and and putting him on more stuff. That's awesome. Hopefully, I guess it kind of defeats John' your purpose of, of having the unknown characters, but still good for him to, <laughs> to get the press that he deserves. Yeah, yeah, that's he's, true. <laughs> <clears throat> Before he became real big here. He was big in
2: Japan for, like, years. Mm. Like, they were putting him on merch there because, you know, he's super cute and kawaii. Like, Japan was all about Orange Bird. And then they're like, maybe America will like him again.
4: Which, which is the opposite of Duffy. We tried it here, and no one, no one picked <laughs> up on him. <laughs> and we're like, uh, no thanks. I'm going to go meet uh, Donald over there. I don't care about this little bear. Mm-hmm. And then they sent him out there to Tokyo, and he's Huge.
1: Well, now it's like the moment that they made exclusive, you know, with Olu being exclusive to Aulani. What What's the one that you like so much, Catherine?
0: The bunny. I don't know the name.
1: Uh, yeah. Now that oh. all of Duffy's friends have their exclusivity, yeah. I feel like that's just propelled them to a whole new height. So Disney knows what they're doing by making things exclusive or limited release that people yearn for those types of things. Yeah especially yeah, with the way social media is I mean you can go on like Instagram
3: now you can see everything that they got in Japan everything they got in Hawaii so it just makes people want it more mm-hmm.
1: Gelatoni yeah.
5: that's the I love that's the the cat. Gelatoni Gelatoni's the cat, uh, cat. <laughs> Yeah, I can't cat. it's Stella Lou yeah. I think that's yeah, the, the rabbit. rabbit
0: Stella Lou is that right that's
2: and then Shelly Mae is the the girl bear.
4: The girlfriend mm-hmm.
3: yeah I'm gonna have to look up Stella Lou now. And Cookie, Cookie <laughs> is the um,
4: Cookie I think is a dog. Yeah, I or think is,
2: that's her. a dog. There's a dog. <laughs> I want to say there is. Really like a little. I don't know. I love him. I love that turtle though. I want to dress him up like a ninja turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: yeah, we we didn't really know much about. I mean we knew about Duffy and Shelly Mae for sure. But when we went to Alani, we had no idea. About the others and how exclusive they were. And we saw Gelatoni just kind of in passing. We thought about buying him, but we didn't. And we didn't realize until we got back that he was an exclusive to just Elani and just Tokyo. And yeah. there, was, there was no other chance to get him unless you're going to pay a crazy amount of money to get him shipped here.
4: Yeah, and they're already, like, I mean, I was amazed just for a tiny little, like, keychain, Duffy or one of his friends were, like, incredibly high priced Mm they it's like gold out there
5: man yeah for sure
0: so you know in addition to orange bird you guys have a lot of other really cool designs so if you each had to pick one design that you were the most proud of up to this point what would your pick be
2: Um, Do I have to go first? Is it me? Yeah. Are we doing it? Are we doing it the, the order? So I get I have yeah. to go first. Yeah, um, yeah because Ryan, uh, and Josh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, John, Josh. My most the one I'm most proud of. Oh, I mean, I love I love like all of them. I'm always I love how they come out in my head and they'll, they'll be perfect on the on the page. Um, I, I think the Vial Lemonade Bird might be my favorite one. Cause we were just walking into the park one day and I said, I was like, man, I love Vial Lemonade so much. I was like, why isn't there like a Vial Lemonade Bird? And my girlfriend, Ashley turned to me and said, you're doing that. And we got home from Epcot that night. And she's like, for real, like you can't go to bed until you make Vial Lemonade Bird. And I, I made it, I posted it the next day and it like blew up like that was one of my colors. most successful designs yeah. yeah actually my biggest my biggest seller is a shirt that just has plain black letters and it says okay but I still call it MGM and it has the <laughs> earful tower on it and like uh, I haven't posted it yet, but my top nine pictures on Instagram are all people wearing that shirt. <laughs> That's awesome.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I always think it's... Oh, sorry, it's not my turn. I've I've jumped out of order. Whoa, whoa, not whoa.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll,
5: I'll I, I thought that...
3: I thought we couldn't pick an orange bird Ryan, but since you picked an orange bird, I will say, uh, as my, as my first, my first, uh, orange bird design that I did the, uh, the, the, the French pavilion, uh, orange bird, uh, wearing his, uh, French beret and, uh, he's got his baguette in his hand. Uh, that was definitely one of my favorites. Uh, but if I couldn't pick an orange bird design as my favorite, I would go with my, uh, mason jar one that kind of has little Polaroid pictures in it. And then on the side, on the, on the tag, it just says, uh, catch the moments of your life. Uh, and I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people didn't really like it, but I mean, I had fun doing it.
1: Yeah. That's okay, the most important part.
3: I'm yes. It's your turn now. <laughs> okay. Thank you.
4: Sir. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 always, I was just going to piggyback on Ryan and say that uh, um, I always think it's interesting to see over on T-Public what our best sellers are, because it's always something completely different than what our personal favorite designs are. Because um, right, there are some designs that I have in my shop that I absolutely love and I've either not sold any or only sold a few and it, and it hurts my feelings because I want to share this and they, and they just don't love it the way I love it. But that's okay uh, because I did it for me. <laughs> but um, in terms of my favorite, um, I kind of gear towards the ones that I treat less as like a a graphic or a design, and treat it a little more like a piece of artwork. Um, so something like I have a um, a nine-pound lemon um, crate label It's kind of inspired by where I live, and the used to be some of the biggest citrus groves in the in the state, but now they've all since been turned into houses. So, but um, you know, I, I was inspired by that, and by of course the the land pavilion. Um, where we have the Nine Pound Lennon as part of the tour. And that, I just – I love that one. I think that's probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's my favorite of your designs. Like, I love that you gave me a print of that.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> no, I, that's amazing, and it's and it's interesting to hear your thoughts on that because I think anybody – who's producing anything whether it be content or designs or you know apparel magnets whatever it might be a lot of times that your own interest in what you're really proud of don't connect with as many people as maybe you expect to or and it's the ones that you're a little unsure about that people really latch on to so it's always interesting that you just kind of have to throw things out there and you have no idea where it's going to stick but that that process of seeing um what people gravitate towards is, is fascinating to me
4: yeah, I love that. I love it. I, I say
1: um, you know, it makes me sad, but it, it doesn't make me sad. I love it. Mm-hmm. So kind of piggybacking off that same concept, it's always interesting for me, for especially people who are producing products like you guys or, or producing your designs and putting them on products. What Can you explain that feeling of when you see someone who's getting joy or feeling some of that magic, Or just just getting some sort of, you know, positive emotion from either wearing one of your T-shirts or putting one of your magnets on their refrigerator or on their car, whatever it might be. Kind of what are the emotions that, that you feel in those situations?
2: Every time I see someone tag me on something is like the best feeling. Like I love seeing people wearing my stuff and occasionally I've seen people in the parks and Sometimes I'm like too shy to say something, but other times I'll be like, "Oh my god, that's my shirt! You're wearing my shirt! I designed that." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could really add too much to to already to what Ryan said, but every every picture that we get or, or every review that comes up that that that's positive. I mean, it just uh, it, it's really nice to to see that that people are really liking what we're what we're putting out there.
1: Awesome. Well, I thank you guys so much. I think we covered some really great topics. I love hearing about the design process, kind of how you guys reached the story of of how Magnetic Flux came to be. That's awesome. And I loved hearing the story about how you guys uh, came together to become friends. It's awesome that Instagram was able to be that tool. But next thing we'll jump into is our fast pass round. And so for our listeners, this one's going to be a little bit different because like I mentioned, we recorded this episode before technology failed us. We had to and now we're giving it a second shot. So we came up with some new, hopefully fun questions, try to catch these guys off guard, keep it fresh. So it will be fun to uh, hear their answers for this one. But we're gonna throw in some of our normal questions just for some background information. So the first one is just what, name the Disney parks that you have visited.
2: Uh, Well, I've been to Disneyland and uh, the four Walt Disney World parks.
3: Uh, Same for me, I've been to uh... Disney World, all the parks, and uh, Disneyland as well.
4: And I get to one-up them. So this is the part where I'm glad I'm going third. <laughs> also, I'll get to think more about the new questions. <laughs> so we've, hey, that's uh, not before. fair. <laughs> we got the four Walt Disney World parks. Uh, we have Disneyland, Anaheim, and California Adventure. And then I've been to um, Disneyland Paris, and most recently to uh, the Tokyo Disney Resort, both parks over there.
1: Awesome. So just brief thoughts. If you have a favorite of all the parks that you've been to, which one would that be?
2: Um, Well, for me, since I don't remember Disneyland, because I'm sure that whenever I make it back there, it will be my favorite. Magic Kingdom would be my favorite of the the current in my memory parks. I also want to mention that as much as I love Epcot, nothing will beat the Epcot of when I was a kid and all of the original attractions were there. But I really I'm really like looking forward to what we're getting at Epcot. So, Magic Kingdom and Epcot 1985 are my favorite parks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh disneyland i really like disneyland I, would i put it as my favorite though i, I don't know i just I, I love going to epcot i love going and getting a baguette from france and then continuing to walk around the rest of the countries so i'm, I'm gonna stick with epcot as as my number one park and
4: i can i i have to say um tokyo disney sea just because it is indeed the most incredible theme park experience I've ever had, and I know i've I've heard from many others the same um, but then you can't you can't really beat Disneyland just because of the fact that that's you know Walt walked there, and we can't say the same here um, but disneyland is is a very it might be a first or a weighted second i don't know
1: i've one of the things that I want to cover in this. Um, alternate fast pass round, if you will, is kind of forward thinking because <laughs> I know you guys stay very up to date with the news and and things that go along with that. So, Josh, I'm interested. The ex- huge expansion coming to Disneyland or to Tokyo Disney. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that the new gates that they're going to put into Disney Sea match the theme? Do you think the Imagineers will have a tough time building those transitions? Kind of, what do you, what do you think that will fit in that part?
4: Um. Well, I know the the Beauty and the Beast um, portion of the park is going into Disneyland, um, and I think that will be you know at home there. Um, and I'm really excited for it. the The footage that dropped a few weeks ago, just seeing all that is
2: oh super it's incredible.
4: Exciting, super exciting. I mean it's it's literally just watching uh, an animated character. In, in real life it's it's amazing so i'm really looking forward to seeing that and we do have a plan to go back in 2022 so it's happening
3: 2022
5: John, right?
4: yep johns john's uh he's on
3: board he's coming too we've committed we have committed
1: <laughs> i the, my I, i'm sure the Imagineers i mean i I don't know with the Oriental Land Company how Imagineers play into that or if they have a different title there for the people who are responsible for theming and everything. But I feel like in Hollywood Studios, that's going to be a tough transition. I'm sure they'll do a great job between kind of the Muppets area and if that really is the entrance to Star Wars land, uh, to Galaxy's Edge. But I feel like in Tokyo Disney Sea, I mean, if they really are putting on a Peter Pan area and Tangled, and I think it's Frozen is the other one, kind of how that will fit into a park that does not have as much intellectual property kind of rampant in there.
4: Right. I kind of feel that might be um, similar to the outcry of you know, oh, don't touch Epcot. You know, um, don't don't put IPs in Epcot. I mean, I, I, hopefully not a larger extent i mean cuz uh, disney sea has an entire little mermaid land which is amazing and i mean so i can kind of in my head having been there kind of picture what that might be like to have a whole you know frozen section or a whole frozen or a whole uh, tangled section and um so I, I i think they'll i think all honestly all of us will once it happens I think we'll all be okay
0: with it. Okay, so you ready for some new questions? Ready. Okay.
4: I'm fine. I'm going third.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so which Disney character are you most alike?
2: Oh, oh that's a good one. What Disney character? I, I actually, someone posted a, a thing on Instagram about that recently and I said I'm most like Roly from 101 Dalmatians because I'm always <laughs> hungry.
3: When you say Roly, I think of uh, puppy dog pals.
4: <laughs> I think of Roly Crump. when I hear
2: Roly, I think weird? of Roly
4: Crump. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, what, that's what my mind went. Definitely Roly Crump.
1: I was going to say Roly Poly oly but I guess that's just a <laughs> 90s kid in us. Was that a Disney thing?
2: <laughs>
5: Was yeah, really I think
1: it was Jr., wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. All right. I can still sing the same theme the song theme right
3: song. now.
0: Yeah, I probably could too. <laughs> that,
3: that is a tough question. I mean, I've recently been told that I sound like a, a newsy person, so, I mean, I guess I could go with that. <laughs>
4: 100%. <laughs>
3: uh, but I'd like to think I'm a little on the, the Swifty side, like maybe Robin Hood. All right.
1: That's a good choice.
3: Okay, so
4: I I kind of have there's like four that I kind of identify with four characters. Whoa, that uh, I really, you can't
5: pick four. <laughs> well, I can't, I
4: can't. No, I can't pick one. <laughs> but, um, I I say um, Marlin from Finding Nemo is one of them because we're that's a good one that's a good one yeah we're both overprotective dads of an only child and you know we both um, tend to tell terrible dad jokes all the time and that don't always you know end up where they should
3: (laughs) oh wait can um, I change my answer I just thought of a better one (laughs) (laughs) some will some will say that I'm very similar in some ways to Gaston (laughs) who
4: says that because you fall <laughs> off buildings?
3: Uh, I have one friend named Scott who would who would 100% agree with that statement. Are you especially good at expectorating? I mean, I, I like to consider myself super good looking.
2: How many <laughs> eggs do you eat for breakfast in the morning? Only two.
0: You're covered in hair. That's it. <laughs>
1: I, I think, don't have good flowing flowing hair locks, so like Gaston. I guess you could assume since Gaston's French, he probably enjoys a good baguette, though.
3: Oh, definitely. <laughs> but without butter, though, no
1: <laughs> butter.
4: Oh yeah, here here's the no butter. I made that mistake. <laughs> I made that mistake when we when we all became the baguette boys. I um we, we went to France and got the baguettes, and these two guys over here decided they weren't going to tell me you're not supposed to eat the whole baguette well I shared
2: I saved half of mine for Ashley
4: (laughs) and I did have two
3: One for now, one for later.
4: (laughs) And I just devoured the whole thing then and there, and apparently I used too much butter because I didn't feel too good afterwards.
2: (laughs) I I also feel like, we mentioned this in the previous Lost recording, but John has a specially made case, like a zippered (laughs) bag that he can wear that holds a
3: baguette.
5: A bag, yeah. A sling
3: bag.
2: He can walk around the World Showcase eating a baguette while knowing safely tucked away in his baguette bag is another one for later. My main question is, is it
1: (laughs) it insulated? Uh,
3: I wouldn't say insulated, but it's definitely got some good cushions, whereas if your baguette was to fall on the floor, you would know it's protected.
1: I just didn't know if it was one of those, like, (laughs) Pizza Hut delivery bags, where it's got like the, <laughs> you know, to keep it warm. Can you, and...
2: can you plug it into the cigarette lighter of your automobile?
4: <laughs> no plug-in so necessary. <laughs> <fire>.
0: <laughs> you want to
4: awesome. know my other three? Just because?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> I won't go. I won't go into it. I'll just tell you. Um, there's a little bit of Genie in there. There's a little bit of Bernard from the Rescuers in there, and there's. Uh, more than a little bit of fear From inside out in there <laughs> So those are my four
1: I feel like you're very uh, self aware And that's a good thing to be
2: Oh thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say
2: Indiana Jones I'm kind of disappointed you didn't
3: well, Oh yeah I was also, thinking Indiana Jones too Listen
4: also on the uh, Lost episode here um, we You guys told me That Indiana Jones is uh, not a, not a Disney character officially, so
1: <laughs> not until I, they I'm make that, that fifth movie. <laughs> <laughs> not until Shia LaBeouf reprises his role. You yes. shut your dirty mouth, <laughs> <laughs> Mutt William <laughs> and the movie of gold. <laughs> so, <laughs> Catherine and I were debating beforehand. Yeah, let's do it. I know this is your guys' Fast Pass around, but since these are new <laughs> questions, we might throw some of our own answers in there. Catherine, do you have one of someone that you feel like is your, your Disney spirit animal?
0: Oh, my gosh. I knew we were going to do this, and I didn't even think about any of these. <laughs> um,
1: I love that idea. I want to hear more about the host.
0: Um, <laughs> this idea. You go first. Let me think.
1: Well, okay, so we I don't know if you guys have ever taken the the quiz in um, the Beast Library in disney's california adventure they have like a character quiz where you answer questions and they tell you what character you're like so i got marlin on that one i i don't know if i accept that i probably should (laughs) but i was just looking at like our posters on the wall and i kind of feel like bagheera i feel like that's a good one
0: Hmm. i like it why
1: i i don't know i just think he's like
0: you just like him so you just decided to pick him
1: pretty much yeah but but the two those two characters
4: have similarities as well. They are they are very similar. Yeah. They're, they're very protective of their 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 boys, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean they're man cubs. Man yeah. cubs. In our case Yeah, we have puppy. a dog. Yeah,
5: that's uh,
4: pa- panthers are, are very good swimmers, I guess, you know.
3: <laughs> that's a stretch, I guess.
1: Brendan, you. are you a good swimmer? Um, I, I don't think many people would say that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's an okay swimmer. Not a strong swimmer, is how he describes it.
1: Yeah. I may have caused a scene in the Typhoon Lagoon shark encounter when they used to have that. Oh. <laughs> oh I always man. had
4: trouble breathing in that, just because the water was so cold. Yeah.
1: Catherine, have you thought of one yet?
0: I, okay, so... I like Frozen a lot because I see like my sister and I a lot in Frozen. So since I'm the older sister, I'm gonna go Elsa. Do you? I feel like it's pretty accurate. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a secret ice queen. Um, I don't know. Just kind of. I don't know.
1: I mean, I think that one's good.
0: Yeah, I'll go with Elsa.
1: (laughs) All right. So next one. Is we've we've almost answered this question already, so I'm glad that we haven't gotten there yet. Which new or upcoming ride or attraction are you most excited for that's gonna open at any of the parks? So Guardians oh. Coaster, Tron, whatever it is, what's the one thing mm-hmm. that you're most excited for?
2: I can't Millennium Falcon. <laughs> that is gonna be the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. If it's it going to be like, it's going to be like, you're going to be like sitting in a video game with like five of your friends and y- you can lose. I love the fact that in this <laughs> attraction, you cannot be like the hero. Like, like I can't wait to see how this plays out. Cause they, they're talking about like, you know, you're going to be like, uh, smuggling goods or something. So I'm guessing you can like drop the sm- drop the shipment to like fly away from the first daughter of the empire or job of the hut or whatever time period we are in and then you go to like the cantina and the bartender will react to what happened to you on the ride like that just kind of blows my mind Mm -hmm. that the imagineers are going to take it to that level
1: of like customization Mm -hmm. yeah love it I would get in line right now if I could.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I'm surprised I, I, it actually I've isn't seen, starting. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've seen some tents out there popping up. Like,
2: they just, you know, put a new entrance to Hollywood Studios. I'm surprised there's not a tent sitting right there. Like, yeah. do not open till 2019.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I definitely want to see the 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 Star Wars, right too. Uh, but just to be uh, different, I'm gonna say I, I like to see the changes that they do to uh, Spaceship Earth eventually when it uh, when it gets done.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I want to see you know what the, what they add in there, maybe what they even take away. Um, and and, and well, maybe the they'll bring back.
5: Hopefully, the boy will stay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> if not, we know where to find one.
5: Big
3: screen where they used to have, uh, where Ryan mentioned the in the what we're calling the lost podcast, (laughs) the uh, the space station um, that you would pass by. Uh, I'd like to see them try to do something with that.
1: Mm -hmm. As long as they leave the burning library smell, they can do anything they want. But that is the (laughs) that is
2: like it's like Pirates of the Caribbean water Rome burning (laughs) best smells in Disney, and then the Polynesian Resort like top three.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And then over at the other park, it's I, I have to say ET. Mm.
1: Oh my god, ET! ET smell? Yeah. Best smell. <laughs> I don't remember it. I I don't. Maybe I've never uh, even done the ET ride because it's been so long since I've been Universal. But you gotta uh, go. Like <laughs> the ET ride is amazing.
4: It's it's not amazing, and that's why it's amazing. <laughs> but exa- it, exactly, it hasn't it hasn't held up at all. <laughs> but basically the only reason it's still there is because they got rid of the one in California and uh so they kept ours because it's Steven Spielberg's favorite
3: hmm. and if they ever take it away Anytime. it'll be bad and Anytime someone says E.T., all I can think of is the baguettes now in the basket. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh
2: yeah, John awesome. John made a baguette-themed <laughs> calendar where each month has a famous movie scene with a integral part replaced with a baguette.
1: Yep, after our King Lost Kong ep-
2: holding a baguette.
1: <laughs> yep, after our last episode, John sent me the E.T. print, <laughs> the picture of it. It was amazing. Nice. Loved it.
4: The only thing that would have made it better is if, uh, the Indiana Jones baguette was on, in my birthday month, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, you had
1: a, you had your vision and, and you did that. So.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Josh, what about you? Which ride or attraction?
4: Um, well, I was going to say both of those things. So, uh, but I, I really am excited to see what's going to happen to Epcot. Um, you know, it, it gets the most flack from quote fans, you know, all the Disney nerds. Um, but I, I you know, Walt always said that you know it's never going to be finished. You know, as long as there's imagination in the world, so uh, I I take that at face value, and I'm I'm excited to see what happens to Epcot in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. and you know, next ten years. What what are our kids going to be experiencing as their childhood Epcot? Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun to think
5: about. That
2: is, yeah, fun. I, I definitely I definitely think about that the same as you. I remember. Uh, Epcot turned thirty when my son was uh, right recent. Like he was only about a year old when Epcot turned thirty years old, and I was. I remember thinking he's not going to get the same Epcot that I got. Right, he's going to get Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's amazing.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my answer sticking in Epcot and what you just alluded to, mine is definitely the Guardians coaster. I think that when we went to Disneyland in Road Mission Breakout. I never realized I love the movie so much. I never realized how much I love those characters and putting yeah. them in an attraction setting was amazing. So putting that into a more thrill-type ride of a coaster, I think I can't wait for that.
2: I, I and, love, I, and I, I love, love how they're – go ahead.
4: Are we about to say the same thing? I'm pretty sure <laughs> we are. how it about how, how they're, how they're teasing life? like classic Epcot stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I just love that they yes. had, you know, the first the first image of of that when they when they brought it out at D twenty three was of the, a young Peter Quill at Epcot in nineteen eighty two or eighty three or whatever.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And I was like, well, this is going to be it, either the most meta ride we've ever seen, or I mean, either way, it's going to be awesome. So, and it's massive. I just want to see how what they do with all that space. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, even in that image that they released, of it was like a Polaroid of Peter Quill at Epcot. It had the glass pillars that used to be in the fountain in front of Spaceship Earth in it. So it's like mm-hmm. they really they were even paying attention to the past to make that image. Yep. And uh, because I'm also a comic book nerd, I would like to mention that in a Guardians of the Galaxy book, Peter Quill has mentioned Epcot Center before. Really? I did not know that. So it's so it's so it might have been the tie-in because they did a comic. They did just a one-shot issue that was based on Mission Breakout, and it might have been that issue where Peter Quill mentions going to Epcot Center.
1: Mm. I can't remember who. One of you has been to Paris, right? To Disneyland Paris? Yeah. Did you ride? The, it's Josh. He's a world traveler. Uh, okay. Did you ride <laughs> Crush's coaster when you were there?
4: I was there in 2006. Six and it was being built. Um. That was being built at the studios, and the Tower of Terror was being built at the studios. So I mean, you you think about that park is so tiny, and they were, you know, like that was long before the Ratatouille ride. It was long before, you know, the their uh, tower had even opened. So there wasn't a whole lot there. So I didn't get. They had the backdraft ride though, right? No, it's not backdraft. It was they had Armageddon. Oh, Arma, the Armageddon. Westview, Armageddon. And it was it was just like it was kinda like how Twister uh Universal is or was. It was kinda like that, but with Armageddon and the uh uh what's his name? Peter Stormari. Is that his name? The you know, the guy Stormare? Played the Russian yeah. guy. Stormari, yeah, yeah. Like he was like the, the actor that you're you know, interacting with. It was it was pretty weird and goofy. And then they had their rock and roller coaster there, which was different from ours because it was, like, all about Aerosmith building a roller coaster. Like, it had nothing to do with backstage passes <laughs> or anything because the French don't care about going to an Aerosmith concert, so.
1: <laughs> but they yeah. trust Steven I'll Tyler. Report to back.
3: Go. I'm going to report back on this uh, Turtle Coaster in March. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're planning yeah. to go there. Please do. Because it looks
0: fun.
1: Yeah. Catherine, what about you? Which ride or tracks are you most excited for?
0: I was going to say I'm probably the most excited for the Ratatouille ride.
1: You think mainly it's just because it's trackless?
0: Yeah, mostly because it's trackless. And, I mean, I do think it would be nice to have some rides on that side of Epcot.
1: You're gonna you're gonna anger the purists.
0: I know, but I'm <laughs> the excited. The purists are already angry. Like
1: they're like always angry.
2: But that's that's gonna be a great addition to Epcot.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I love. You should get like uh, I a... just want
3: to no, go go ahead, Ryan. I'll uh, go after you.
2: Okay, I will say I wanted to add that I li- I love that they're putting that Beauty and the Beast sing along in in Impressions de France, but keeping the movie still like. That movie is one of my absolute favorite things at Epcot. It's the only thing that's never been updated since the park yeah. opened. And it when opened I, was, I remember being three years old, sitting in that attraction and watching that movie, and you got that sensation that you were flying through the French countryside before Soren even existed, and you did not it didn't even move. It was just, just the cinematography in that so good. It really felt like you were going along the river.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that's and awesome. it Still gives you that too, even as an it. It still
2: does, and it's. I love that they're keeping that, and then saying, "Okay, you know, a couple times a day, we're gonna you're gonna watch Beauty and the Beast," which I love Beauty and the Beast. So it's like win win for me. Win win.
3: <laughs> I was just going to uh, throw in. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been to, to Hershey Park on the there. are like they're Factory ride. Uh, whenever I think of the Ratatouille ride, there. I mean, there's definitely got to be there's got to be some type of some type of food involved on that ride. So I mean, after you get off, maybe you get a little piece of baguette, maybe some spaghetti or something. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> S- sample size,
1: a sample size. Oh man, a mouth size. Call the call Hershey right. right. Park ride. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, the trackless thing is is pretty awesome. To that we're finally gonna get. Mm-hmm. something like that because the, um, the Winnie the Pooh ride in Tokyo blew my mind
1: mm-hmm.
4: like it was incredible
1: and now they're so saying if you
4: haven't that... watched no, okay, I was just going to say if you haven't watched a ride through the Winnie the Pooh ride it, and even if you do it doesn't give you the same like you know as if you're there that...
5: Mhm.
1: yeah I was just going to say and, and now they're saying that same technology that Beauty and the Beast is going to be even better than the Winnie the Pooh ride which is Very hard to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So excited. Me too. All right.
0: So I guess the next one is which upcoming movie are you the most excited for?
2: Oh.
5: Upcoming
2: (laughs) movie. That is a good one. I can tell you what I'm not excited for, and that's Artemis Fowl. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think anybody's gonna go see that. <laughs> I almost forgot that it was coming out until you mentioned that.
2: Uh, yeah, no, someone mentioned it at work today, and I'm like, nobody's gonna see that movie.
1: <laughs>
5: no.
2: <laughs> oh, what? A, I, I, well, we're going to see Mary Poppins Returns tomorrow, and uh, I'm yeah, really yeah. excited for that. So, I'm gonna go with
4: Mary Poppins.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. I'm we're here. gonna see it on Sunday, so we're excited to do that.
4: I was just going to say, we might get Ryan's review if uh, if this uh, take two doesn't, you know.
1: <laughs> <That's true. attractive.
3: laughs> I uh, loved I'm ex- it. <laughs> I'm excited for Mulan, but only if it's going to have the song in it. The Be A Man what, song. What, Make A Man Out Of You? <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it's not in it, I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> Catherine oh, is currently so. karate chopping over here. That's my favorite song. <laughs> I listen to that one, one in the I, car all the time. Yeah, that's
0: a good pop
4: up song. A lot, my students, a lot of my students will just like break out in that song. And, and of course, yeah. I'm like being, a, being
3: the nerd that I am. There's I'll a, join them. Uh, there's a uh, like a, like a, I don't know if you like, like hard rock, like stuff like that, but there was a, an album that came out, re, not recently, but maybe like last year, that it takes like oh, all those songs. Ones? Yeah And, yeah. and uh, make a man out of you Is on there Let's <laughs> <laughs>
5: we'll
3: check that
4: um, out I'm, I'm looking forward to the Jungle Cruise uh, it's like Jungle Oh Cruise, I
2: forgot favorite, about that Yeah, one uh, of my yeah That's a good time. one and, but, Should I change my answer?
4: <laughs> no
3: <laughs> the whole time, I mean I don't like The Rock though
4: I love The what? Rock and the whole, <laughs> No The Rock listen, is amazing the whole, time, the whole time we were watching Jumanji All I could think of was this is gonna be so great. This is gonna be so great because this is just gonna be like Jungle Cruise light. So I, I'm, I, I'm really hoping that that's gonna, <laughs> gonna pan out. And the way Emily. I'm hoping.
2: And Emily Blunt is in it. Mm-hmm. Win
4: win. Right. I, I do also, like course,
2: Mary Poppins.
4: Of course, if ever if ever Indy Five gets made, which you know it keeps getting pushed back, but we'll see what happens
1: there.
2: I'm also excited about uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. I might be the
1: only one, but also very <laughs> excited. I kept thinking we were going to get a trailer this week, but I guess they're not going to do it. They're not going to do the Christmas trailer. Mm. Still waiting for
2: well, that uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home trailer, too. Mm-hmm. Where's that at? Oh, yeah, didn't
4: they, Where's didn't
1: they preview spider or,
4: or something?
1: <laughs> Catherine, which movie are you most excited for?
0: I mean, definitely The Lion King.
1: It's not even a competition. It's
0: not even a competition. I'm super <laughs> excited.
1: I don't. For me, I'm just, I'm torn between Lion King and Endgame. I'm just. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I mean, That's another good one. I'm <laughs> just so curious on how it's gonna. See, we gotta know how it how it goes. Like, yep. And I'm yeah. I've never been into comic books so I don't like know much of the the story of, of how having any clues as to maybe how it'll end yeah. I mean
2: I I know how it ends in the comic but I the way the track record of the Marvel movies goes I don't think that's going to
4: happen interesting can I ask a question mm-hmm. to all of you um, am I the only one that like so when it comes to these live action remakes of classic Disney films are, am I the only one that's like like I get it. I understand that, you know, it's a new generation, it's new technology, it's it's great to see what they can do. But am I the only one that wasn't excited for Aladdin and now this week with all the stuff that came out is I'm just kinda like,
5: uh, uh. Yeah, I'm
3: on board with you too. I'm not really too impressed yeah. with all of them. I mean if they if they didn't make it I, if they didn't make it I wouldn't be disappointed.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, they are making it, so no, we're probably going right. to be disappointed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> where where uh, Will Smith looks like Shaq in Kazam, yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's like when, when you're when you're thinking about it, because I was like, why would you give Guy Ritchie Aladdin? And then they're they're talking about uh, Emma Stone being Cruella Deville in like an origin of Cruella Deville, which is also kind of unnecessary. But, like, this kind of, like, Cruella Deville is this, like, punk rock girl that, I don't know, wanted to make dogs into jackets. Like, why isn't that the movie Guy Ritchie made? Like, that would kind of fit with his, like, filmography of, like, Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Why
1: do you give him Aladdin? It'll be interesting to see how they would do a Cruella de because in Maleficent, you felt... Empathy for a Maleficent situation. I don't know. Yeah, Cruella Deville is so evil. I don't know how you could.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you? Yeah,
1: how do you well, like killing puppies? <laughs> <Yeah>. Killing puppies.
3: <laughs> have you watched that show Once Upon a Time on, on ABC? I mean, I, I feel did. like the, well, that's you, what they'll, they do, like, <laughs> they do. Like, they do like all those characters on there. So, I mean, how much different can they really get? Yeah.
2: That's what the Aladdin movie looks like—an episode of Once Upon a Time.
3: <laughs> yeah, I agree yeah. with that.
4: Yeah. slightly better costumes. Mm-hmm. John's just waiting for the remake of Newsies so he can get cast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anybody knows any casting directors out there, I mean, I'm in it. I can't sing very well, but... <laughs> I can just stand... I could stand in the background. <laughs>
4: well, right. Neither could Emma, Emma Watson, but, you know, they, like, auto-tuned her voice, so you'll be fine.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, next one, I'm gonna make it kind of into a two-part question. So what's one movie and what's one attraction that you just don't believe the hype, that you just don't really see the appeal to it that other people do? Go, Ryan.
2: Okay, so it's me. So one movie and attraction. Okay. Um, oh, man, I love all the attractions. <laughs> like, I even see the appeal of, you know, actually of, you know, have it, having a, having my son and everybody likes to talk about how much they hate the Tomorrowland Speedway, but when a three-year-old is driving that car, it is the coolest experience you will ever have.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna Um, say Tomorrowland Speedway. But see, I didn't (laughs) say that. I I was saying
2: I think that even has value. Uh, But a movie that I don't fit, I don't get the... I don't brave Mm. is... Like, like, I feel like Brave wasn't the movie I thought we were going to get. I remember seeing the teaser trailer and being like, yes, epic adventure with this awesome redhead, and it's going to be Scottish, and there's going to be bow and arrows, and it's like, oh, well, her mom turns into a bear.
1: <laughs> a little bit of a curse. Awesome. Me,
3: like, com- me and you are like the complete opposites <laughs> on that. I, I like Brave, and I hate Tomorrowland's for you, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, Wait, no, I know This is my attraction because I don't know why Anybody wants to ride it Astro
4: Orbiters Why? (laughs) It's Dumbo, high in the air I can't do it, I get too dizzy
0: yeah, we rode it, it, and I felt like we we're gonna fall out.
1: Well, the seating yeah. is horrible.
0: It was awful.
2: And it, but just the the whole way the line is laid out is like, okay, you're gonna wait down here, then you're gonna get on an elevator, then you're gonna wait in another line, and then you're gonna ride Dumbo, just two stories in the air.
4: Yeah, I I have. At a slight as angle. As far as attractions, <laughs> uh, there's there's two, and they're both at Animal Kingdom. Um, Cali River Rapids. When it when it opened, it had a story. It made sense, but they kind of did away with it, and now it's just a way to get wet. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. You know, whatever.
2: I, and I, then they, I'd like to add yeah, to that. Uh, sorry, uh, I've only ridden Cali River Rapids twice: once when it opened, and once like a year ago.
3: I've yeah, never I think, ridden it.
4: I think I've only You're done it twice too. It's the same ride as ever. Uh, as every other, you know, water raft rides the same thing because there's no theming anymore to it. doesn't make sense. And then the other is basically all of Pandora. I don't get it. I mean, I when they announced it, I wasn't – I had never even seen the movie. When the movie came out, I was, like, not excited for it. I didn't get the hype. And then, you know, what, like eight years later, whatever, they they have this whole land based on it. And then, oh, well, there's more movies coming out. Are there, though? I mean, the, you know, oh, yeah, the, I agree the, with
3: you on that because I feel like it's just an updated Pocahontas.
4: Yeah, it's the same thing. It's you know, Pocahontas and uh, uh, Dances with Wolves. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, Dances with Wolves. There you go. And the, the rides, the attractions, for what they did to them, are fantastic and they're phenomenal. I just didn't think they were necessary. And then the movie.
3: I don't really like the boat ride that much. I feel like the boat ride could have been something better. It could
4: have been, but, you know, it's it's kind of like Kong, where, like, it just leads up to the last animatronic, and you're like, ooh, ah, but the rest of the ride's like, eh.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, I think the movie, in, in terms of hype for me, um, is Tangled. I know it's probably an unpopular opinion, but um, I've only seen it once, and I don't think I I was awake for the whole thing. Um so I, I i hear the songs and i'm like oh this is from that movie i haven't really seen but you know it merited some bathrooms so i guess it's good enough for that <laughs> the best bathrooms in the magic
2: kingdom
1: at best bathrooms in the in the whole walt disney world resort i would say
2: uh yeah those are yeah uh, that's a it's a strong contender at least at least in the
1: parks maybe not resorts included yeah. but at least in the parks. That's-
4: there's a, there's a question for you. Best, uh, what's your favorite best Disney
5: bathrooms. bathroom?
3: What's your favorite bathrooms? <laughs> I mean, it would probably I all like the, be the tangled ones. Yeah. Nah, the best bathroom though? I mean, in, in all the parks, including <laughs> the resorts? I mean, the Grand Floridian bathrooms are pretty nice. Uh,
2: you got the TV yeah. in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I came, you, what you, uh, it was, I think it was the first time we met uh you had gotten you were you booked a room at the wilderness lodge and they were like sorry we're having construction go get a room at the grand floridian on us and it's like
3: (laughs) grand Grand floridian club level they gave us oh man i want what
1: he's having
3: (laughs) Right. I mean, we'll probably we'll probably never stay there again, but it was nice when we had it.
1: <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Because
3: I remember you were like, "Hey, go look in the
1: bathroom. There's a TV in the mirror." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, Catherine, do you know yours for this question?
0: I can't really think of a movie, but my ride would probably be um, the Dwarves mind Train. Yeah, I feel like that was a big letdown. We don't like that. Oh, one I very love very much. that ride. It really? was just so short, and yeah. it wasn't super thrilling. And the line is always really long.
2: I think yeah. do you want to know the trick. Do you want to know the trick?
0: What's the trick?
2: Mm. All right, go into that line right as the park is closing.
4: You'll right wait like twenty close. minutes. Mm-hmm. Right, at right, right at close. It, it, might, it might say eighty minutes, but it's like 10 to 20 yeah
1: they're just trying to deter people from getting in it exactly yep. yeah and then you'll be like wow this is a great ride yeah i think that is it that it does help with the experience yeah like the, the no wait thing yeah because when we I'll- wait 40 minutes for it it's like 40 minutes for a 40 second ride yeah, we
0: waited like an hour once i think yeah I'm say
4: 40 minutes is still pretty low for that
2: right yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah it was way longer than that <laughs> there
2: uh
0: there was one time when
2: i wrote it and uh We had to stop inside the... When you go inside the mine uh, there was some kind of technical difficulty and it was really cool getting stopped right there because I got to look at all the animatronics. You can see the cool hidden Mickeys that are in there and just... And then I was like, "Man, you could you could stay here, stop a little bit longer. We don't have to keep going on this ride."
4: Yeah, I I feel like that that ride that ride being that it's you know one of the the newer in in terms of technology and the animatronics and the smoothness of the the coaster itself like that's the draw, you know, not the the length of it or anything,
1: but more just the,
4: but you, you should you should get to spend more time in the mine because there's so much to look at.
1: Yeah, agreed. You don't have a movie?
0: I don't know. I can't think of anything. You
1: I don't, don't like the Alice in Wonderland live-action remake.
0: Well, yeah, but... You don't like anything well, Tim does? Yeah. yeah. Does
1: anybody like
0: that? I the Tomorrowland
1: do. movie? <laughs> that one was
3: kind of disappointing. But it doesn't yeah, have that's, height. That's, you that's, you yeah. be quiet. The Tomorrowland movie is good. <laughs> Ryan and I enjoy the Tomorrowland movie. I, don't know. I mean, is it an entertaining movie? Yes, but I feel like they super hyped it up where it was going to have tons of Disney stuff in it and then it was disappointing.
2: Because, because here's why. They
3: cut okay, every reference
2: to Disney out before the movie came out.
3: There you go, disappointing.
2: Yeah, all of the previews mentioned Walt Disney or Tomorrowland in the parks and then they were like well we don't want this to sound like a commercial so they cut it all out. They even filmed a scene in the Carousel of Progress that was never in the movie.
3: Mm -hmm. Right, there you go. If all that stuff was in it it would have been better. (laughs) It probably would
2: have been. I agree with you there. But I like the Tomorrowland movie we got. I like that they used to give out the Tomorrowland pins if you pretended like you wanted to buy a car at Test Track.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was fun. Catherine, I feel like whenever I share my movie, you will agree.
0: I'll agree. Okay, what's your movie? Wally. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, oh, Wally's so good. Stop. No. <laughs> oh, it's a snooze I, fest. I,
5: <laughs> Oh, I
0: love
4: Wally. I feel like Wally has Wally has Fred Willard as Fred Willard. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's reason. That's reason enough to like it.
1: I feel like. And people just feel very strongly about it. Either you love it or you just oh. really don't like it. And I, just, I've tried to get into it. And I just never can. So oh, I, don't I love know. Wally. My attraction. <laughs> I, go ahead.
2: Oh, uh, um, I remember. Uh, I used to like scour the internet for information about new Disney movies coming coming out, and some website had this leaked. Information about wally and i read the synopsis and i'm like they're never gonna make this movie <laughs> and then they did and it was exactly like the synopsis and i was like wow they really made this movie <laughs> i'm like i couldn't believe that they actually were gonna have a movie with that much like quiet yeah, in it. yeah. like the beginning of that movie there's hardly any there's like no dialogue there's nothing
1: yeah, the other one I would say, it, when you said that, it just sparked... And I don't know if it has hype, so it probably doesn't answer the question, but the good dinosaur. Just doesn't do oh, anything Oh, that's it. the
4: worst. It is terrible. Never seen it. it. Never seen that, that, would that never, one. That one never even had hype to begin with. Yeah, yeah. It, did, then, it was then, just kind of... It went into, like, you know, development hell, and then oh
2: my god like the worst i'm surprised it was even released they re-recorded the entire movie with a completely different cast because it was so bad Mm -hmm. yeah like it would have been better staying in like some kind of vault at pixar than (laughs) to be the movie we got
1: yeah my attraction is it's tough to be a bug can't stand it do not enjoy it ever I like that one just because my wife hates it.
0: <laughs> that's why Catherine... I think that's why I like it, too. <laughs> yeah. I, my, uh,
3: my
2: my dad will uh, refuses to, to go there because he he doesn't like bugs. So he's like, I'm not going to sit there in a, with bugs attacking me. And I, I like that's it Lisa. a lot. Like, I, love, <laughs> I love the movie A Bug's Life. I like that it's kind of scary. I like the, the special effects
1: in it. Secretly, I take... was. Oh, go ahead, Josh.
4: I was going to say they haven't taken Kevin Spacey out of it, so. Yep. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, <yeah. Too> soon. He's <laughs> still there. He's still there.
1: Man. You'll have people out with signs the next day picketing, so. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like the movie as well, but I was so relieved whenever we went to Disneyland and a Bugs Land. I I wanted to see a Bugs Land. I wanted to see a Bugs Land. I wanted to ride the Heimlich choo-choo, mainly. Yeah, that that was a good one. But I was pleasantly, you know, I was relieved that It's Tough to Be a Bug was not there anymore. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, next. You're going to ask the next question, Catherine.
0: I thought I asked the last one. I don't know. Um... If you could choose any cast member role, which would it be?
2: Okay, so this is cool that this came up, because (laughs) I was thinking, how have we recorded this twice, and I have not mentioned that I was once
1: a cast member? This Ah. was an intentional question, because I knew that about you, and I I knew this would be a way to bring it up.
2: (laughs) Oh, perfect, because I was, like, kicking myself for not mentioning it at the beginning. Um... And you know what? Like, I was once a cast member, and they cast me in Attractions in Tomorrowland, and I got to work on Buzz Lightyear, The People Mover, and Carousel of Progress. And even if I could do it over again, I would not choose something different, because that experience was incredible. I love that I got to ride on two attractions that Walt had his own, had his hand in making, Carousel of Progress being something that he was incredibly... Uh, hands-on with and creating that. And, yeah, I would yeah. never... I wouldn't do it again. Like, I would do the same thing. I would love to work... I would go... I could probably go right now and work Carousel Progress just as good as I could uh, ooh, 18 years ago.
4: <laughs> We're old. And, it, and, and I guarantee
2: it. you... I was going to say, I guarantee you the code to open the door without the attraction malfunctioning is the same thing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Does a food place count as an attraction? I mean... I, I I would like to work at the uh the food really? place in France. I mean unlimited baguettes. I mean I think my French accent is pretty good, wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh but if not I like to do a I'd like to be a jungle cruise skipper. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be oh, that I that mean that, that really has a I think that rides a good uh, a good newsy voice attraction. (laughs) Yeah, I
4: I was gonna say that if you don't get that, they'll probably ship you out to California, and you'll just be a red car trolley driver.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Seize the day.
4: They have the newsies there, and they sing. (laughs) I I was gonna say, I was gonna say the same. I was gonna say Jungle Cruise is is my has always been. If I was going to be cast, I would I would want to work Jungle Cruise and be a skipper. But then also Haunted Mansion to be a, a butler would be, you know, fun because you get to be in character there. Like if I was a skipper, it's basically just me being me, telling dumb jokes, <laughs> being proud of it, you know. and, and But, you know, over, over at Mansion, you get to kind of, you know, play the part a little be better. Me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys?
1: Um, for me, the two I thought about were a butler at the Haunted Mansion and then a safari guide at Kilimanjaro. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's a good one. That's a
0: good one. one.
1: Have you thought of yours?
0: I don't know. Well, driving we always... talking. <laughs> we always talk <laughs> about... really
1: driving that too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like what we're going to do when we retire. Like we have like retirement jobs. Yeah. So, my retirement job is that I want to do, like, the school tours. Which
1: nobody else wants to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just drag kids around Disney all day. Leave at them. They leave you. There's no, you know, Uh parents or grading. They all kind of
1: be great.
0: Yeah.
4: The other thing thing I was going to say, you know, I I wasn't thinking, I just thought, you know, attractions, but then I realized, oh, well, cast members. I think, and I think this is something that Ryan would be really good at, too, is if, you know, to be a plaid. A, tour guide, a plaid tour guide, mm-hmm. like for the specifically <laughs> for the behind-the-scenes tours, like the amount of information that we could tell people, and like I'm pretty sure we, you know, they we'd be giving them their money's worth. Mm-hmm.
2: It's 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 kind of funny when when Josh and I will if we're at the parks together with people we've never been before, especially Magic <laughs> Kingdom. Uh, we kind of like we'll go into like Liberty Square and be like, okay. Quick! What do you know about this land? <laughs> and then we'll just start rattling off all the facts.
3: That's awesome. I always That's like to tell like people to if, the they've neb-
2: if, if they've never been with me before, you're getting a tour.
4: Exactly. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna know a lot of stuff you didn't need to know but you're going to know it's it. it's like and you're going to be happy if you want me to
2: <laughs> shut up you can tell me to stop but <laughs> i'm going to tell you that the shutters are on crooked in liberty square because they used to tie them on with leather straps because they would melt down the hinges <laughs> to make bullets
1: <laughs> yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that because catherine's sister is actually a vip tour guide we love her to death she is filled with a lot of really great knowledge that we would otherwise not know
0: but she kills us but, every time we go with her. But
1: she can't distinguish between like things we don't know and things we do know. So I, I promise on everything that I love. One time we were walking through the hub, and she said, "To your right is Tomorrowland," and we just
3: looked at her.
0: It was ridiculous.
3: But she is. I mean, that that sounds like me because I have no. I, I don't remember the rides. I don't remember where things are. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, you know yeah. where the baguettes are
3: I know where the baguettes are, that's true
4: You'd be an excellent baguette tour guide
3: But if you were to ask me like which <laughs> direction Sometimes should you go to get to the baguettes I would not remember <laughs> See,
2: I'm <I'll be, laughs> like, yeah, you, you actually are going uh, south to get to the baguettes If you're going to use the directional <laughs> on the compass
1: <laughs> So our last question of the Fast Pass round Probably the most important question we're going to ask all day just imagine this scenario you go to the French Pavilion in Epcot you get a fresh made baguette where are you walking to to enjoy it as much as possible what's the perfect spot to indulge in a baguette
3: I enjoy just just having it right in those seats outside because that's when you get the looks of what are you eating (laughs) because people just can't can't believe that you're eating a full-size loaf of baguette <laughs> and you get the them strangest them? looks and then when Do you, you hand them? it to your two-year-old kid they they <laughs> love it even more
4: john have you have you got <laughs> have you got more than look <clears throat> has anybody ever actually asked you about it
3: yes people have said where did you get that from I I think that just people don't know that you can get a full-size baguette there. I think people go in and they just think, oh, those are just for display purposes or they're just for the sandwiches. (laughs) But you can get them.
4: You you should say, uh, sorry, no, speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Keep keep them all to yourself.
3: But I like to just walk around the world, showcase uh, just uh, not really anywhere in particular, but just around and, and, and just eat the baguette and eat some snacks in between, some drinks in between, also. Awesome. <laughs>
2: uh, well, uh, for me, the baguette never leaves the building. We we order the baguette, we pay for it, we walk to a table, and then eat the entire thing before we go over to Morocco.
3: That's true. I guess we have to clarify. I guess we have to clarify that. Baguette number one, yes, eaten inside France. <laughs> Spare baguette number two, taken with us for the road. You see, um, I don't ever get a second baguette. <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: just the one.
5: Yeah. I get, okay, fine. I'm, just
2: I get the second one, then. I, but you have the baguette carrying case, so you can get a second one.
4: Yeah, they, they kind of made me eat there. So the only time I've had the pleasure of sharing a baguette with both of them at the same time, we just ate it right there. And then, and then I said, uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And then
1: <laughs> uh, I was it. Oh, my gosh. That's but crazy. you're Mr. Stark.
2: <laughs> I
4: was
5: one. <laughs> All
1: right. For real, last question of the Fast fast round is your favorite Disney parks memory.
2: Oh, it's my turn again. Um, well, I'm gonna go with what I said uh, before in the in the Lost episode. Uh, my favorite Disney parks memory was uh, seeing at the very first uh, festival of the arts at Epcot. Uh, Josh Josh was there as well, as long as uh, my girlfriend Ashley and our friend David. Um, we got to see Marty Sklar, the great Imagineer, talk about his time with Disney and the experiences he had. And this is a guy that, like, I've read the books he's written. Like, he he's opened every Disney park, all 11 of them. He's had a hand in opening, and it was just amazing to see him up on a stage talking about, like his experiences with Walt and working with Mary Blair and Exotencio, like that's something like I'm never going to forget. Like I can't even walk by the Odyssey building today without thinking about seeing Marty Sklar speak in there.
4: We, we waved and, uh, and yelled at Bob Gurr too when we walked by him. <laughs> oh, yes,
2: we did. That was on Epcot's 35th anniversary when we said, Hey, yeah. Bob Gurr. And there was that the other world. time uh, the at Rody. Animal Kingdom when we saw Joe <laughs> Rody. We saw Joe Rody walking into Pandora before they opened, and I yelled, Hey, Joe Rody. Hey, Joe Rody. And he, hey, anyway, it, <laughs> the world, the world turned into slow motion, and he moved his head, and there was a glint on the big gold earring in his ear, and he said, <laughs> Hi,
3: guys! <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. Uh, I would say my, my, uh, my favorite memory is um, uh, a few years back, uh, I had the honor and the privilege uh, to be a part of uh, my friend Jeff and Danny's wedding at the Polynesian. Um, and then kind of from there, we just extended the night from Trader Sam's into Epcot. Um, and and I'll, I'll always say that, that that's, that's, that's my favorite for sure. Um, for me...
4: I guess it would just definitely have to be the entire Tokyo trip. Um, I mean, that was, that was basically the intention the whole time for going to Tokyo on our honeymoon was for Disney. Um, originally we were going to do a cruise and then after looking at how much the cruise would cost, we were like, wait, let's see what else we can do. And it turns out we, we could, we, for the same price and actually a little bit less, we could have stayed, uh, almost two weeks at Well, less than two weeks, but in Tokyo with like three nights at Disney. And so we went with that and I'm glad we did because it was definitely a, a, you know, a, a life changing moment. And, uh, you know, everything that happened in that park was magic. Um, you know, when, when you get to go to a, to a Disney park for the first time, I mean, I, I don't necessarily remember my first time at Disney World, um, you know, so that, that magic is kind of gone, but I got to re-experience that going into these parks, which is just amazing. So every every new Disney park is, is a new memory and a new favorite memory, I think.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um So I guess really, you know, before we kind of sign off and, you know, we've had so much fun with you guys tonight, um, we always like to end our podcasts, um, with you guys just kind of giving, um, some of our listeners who might be wanting to, you know, start some sort of Disney, um, you know, entrepreneur route, you know, maybe making something, starting a podcast, a blog, you know, whatever, um, what would be some advice that you might give someone. Uh,
2: for me, I'd say just do it. Just uh, Walt likes to say that you what what is it? Uh, the The way to get started is to just do it. Oh my god, I just totally butchered <laughs> that. Stop but, talking and begin doing. Yes, <laughs>
5: stop talking, yes, and, stop talking begin and begin doing, it. It.
2: and just and just do it. Like if if you have you know your presence online, whether you have a hundred or you have a hundred thousand followers treat it the same way like talk to everybody you know engage with people because you're going to find amazing people like how the three of us found each other like do what you love and other people that love the same things are going to find you so just, just do it
3: yeah, and I think to, just to add on to what Ryan said, um, I mean, definitely just to enjoy what you're doing too. I mean, the three of us kind of just just came into this and and. I mean, did we, did we want to sell a lot of magnets? Sure. Um, but we were really just making the magnets, I think, for ourselves. I mean, just to, just to hang up on our refrigerators and to hang up on our cars. Um, and I just want to add one more thing. I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely... I mean, of course, I couldn't have done this without, without Ryan and Josh. But, uh, I mean, two other people who, I mean, harassed me nonstop to, 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 to start an Etsy shop uh, were my friends Kate and Heather. I mean, and, and they told me numerous times, "Why don't you have an Etsy shop? Why don't you have an Etsy shop?" And I'm like, "Ah, okay, fine. Well, I'll do an Etsy shop." And then, uh, and then, it, it, it couldn't have done it without Ryan and Josh. So, so thank you to them. My pleasure.
4: Um, for the
2: first- <laughs> and okay. I mean, I want to say thank you to John because you're the one that handles all the shipping yes. and the ordering, like. <laughs> The, I've been uh, wanting to branch out Roy. on my own, but... It, yeah, <laughs> you,
4: yeah, he's the Roy Disney. <laughs> he's the Roy and we're the Waltz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would have to say the best advice I can give is listen to your teachers. Am I right, Catherine? Am I right?
0: Amen, amen. Right? <laughs> yeah,
4: listen to your teachers. They know what they're talking about. No, but... Um, I mean, no matter what it is you're doing, if you're... Um, you know, if it if it's artwork that you're trying to sell, if it's, um, you know, crafts, if it's something that you're making and, I mean, do it and do it a lot and do it well. I mean, the more you do something, obviously, the better you're going to get at it and eventually you're going to have a body of work that you can put out there and share with everybody and, like they said, you know, you're, you're going to find those people that, that love it, you know, and you're going to connect with those people and... You just keep moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, it. Walt said that too. <laughs> I know <laughs> some little Easter eggs in there for you. No, I I love all that. That's that's wonderful advice. And I thank you guys so much for sharing that. And I think just from Catherine and I's perspective, really magnetic flux and and ev- everything that you guys are involved in you can tell and it really shines through that it's really just you expressing this creative side that you have and being able to express the movies or these pop culture references that you want to uh, be able to share with other people. And so that's, I think, absolutely the best way to do it. It's so genuine, so authentic. Um, So I, I, I love that. I love all the advice that you shared to our listeners. I will check in our show notes. I will connect to all of john and josh and ryan's instagrams and any other the etsy shop so you guys can check out those awesome designs if you haven't already and uh yeah to john and josh and ryan i thank you so much for joining us again
0: for part two <laughs>
1: for part two i it's almost a, so maybe much, it's a little buddy. bit of a blessing that the first one uh fell apart so that we guys get to chat a little bit more because katherine and i have had a blast so we uh, truly yeah. appreciate you guys jumping on here with us today
4: Thank okay, you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank I you. Thank you. I just realized we went the entire time without even mentioning the country bears, but that. that that's
2: another okay. Time. You can,
4: you can have us back again. We'll talk <laughs> about country bear jamboree.
3: Yes,
0: that's part three. <laughs> we can talk
3: we can talk about all the things that I haven't seen (laughs)
1: yeah check the show notes for an exhaustive list of everything about Yeehaw Bob and Country Bear January.
4: yes
1: (laughs) well awesome well guys thanks again love what you're doing love to share part of your story had a blast yeah so did we thanks so much for having us guys yes we did thank you (laughs) Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.